Welcome again, everyone, to the Two Toms Talk and Travel podcast. We are the official travel experts here in Podcast Town. And if you don't believe us, just ask the mayor. Ready to get down to business and talk some travel, Tom? And let's do it. Well, so we are back and fresh off of the one-year anniversary episode. It's a hell of a hangover. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was all night. It was a hell of a hangover, man. Yeah, oh, that was fantastic. A little few more, like a few weeks more. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was good kind of getting back there and reminiscing on the year gone by. And that was great. You know, it was, you know, I was like, you know, walk down memory lane. It was. And after I listened to the show, there were so many people we forgot to acknowledge that were on our first year. Yeah. I mean, it was, you and I sat and talked about it as well. And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe we forgot to talk about like Chris Elliott or, you know, just the different people that were in and out of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sounded pretty optimistic at the end of last year. Yeah. We did a pretty good job in this new medium for us. Right. Yeah, no doubt. On the last year, we covered a lot of ground. And so as we now are transitioning into year two, and we're back today, kind of on our pre-show talk today, we're not back to where we started, but we're all, you know, now dealing with... Interesting times, Tom. Yeah, with new information and very interesting times. I guess we can call it, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's for sure. It's a great description. I wish we could get an old spaghetti Western soundtrack in the background, that little yeah. whistle of uh, yeah. you know a Clint Eastwood movie or whatever. But I mean, you know what? Let's start with a positive. So yeah. breaking down the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, right. the good thing is, no matter how the media spins this or flips this or turns this or what they're talking about, the death rate has dropped so dramatically. Right. Yeah, for sure. As we talked about the impact of COVID. That is such great news and so good just in general that the death rate has just dropped so dramatically and that it's not in the headline of the news. Those numbers aren't going up. I mean, it's not a major topic. You talk about the bad. I mean, the bad of it is, this is my personal opinion. You could probably tell me to shut up if you disagree with me. I won't listen to you. But the bad of all the situations, the unvaccinated. Yeah. That's just my feeling. Yeah. And if you're unvaccinated, that's your choice. God right. bless yeah, you. You get, live yeah. in a country that I support that choice. But my own personal feeling is yeah. uh, we'd be getting a little bit farther along. Yeah. It seems like it's kind of like one step forward and two steps back at this very moment with things that are you know happening out there in the world as it relates to COVID. So it creates a lot of stress. It creates a lot of stress for us in our lives as it relates to not just travel, as it relates to you know your job-related stuff, kids going back to school, people having to think about wearing masks again that are vaccinated that over the last couple months, we've had that taste of freedom and going backwards seems like a very difficult and stressful thing. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the ugly if we're going backwards. Yeah. You know, if we're looking at going backwards, the ugly part of the good, the bad, the ugly is my personal opinion is the Delta variant or or the reporting of it. What's it going to be, Tom? Is it the actual Delta variant or is it the media's reporting of it? Exactly. Yeah, because we all get so wrapped up into that and when those media reports spike and when we have CDC announcements and when we can start to see this increase in cases over the last few weeks, you know, it makes people nervous. It gives you that, you're back to that COVID anxiety, I call it, right? For the last couple of months, we've been kind of living a little bit more carefree. We've had a little bit less of COVID in our lives from a day-to-day basis. And so now it's back a little bit and we have to contend with that across the spectrum of our lives and as well as as it pertains to travel. So yeah, there is a true reality that yeah. we may be masking back up to go into stores. We may be masking back up to, and as a vaccinated person, you got the CDC telling you, yes, trust the science, but yet they're also saying, but just to be sure, right. you might yeah. want to mask up. 
And that's what does cause anxiety for people. You know, it's cognitive dissonance. It's the trying to... Could you say that again? Cognitive that's, dissonance. That's impressive. Yeah, that's I'm, a word. I, that's a thing I know from my psychology degree at Carroll. But really what it means is just trying to maintain two separate and opposing mindsets causes a lot of anxiety. You don't want to have that freedom, but at the same time, you have to be cautious. You want to go on trips, but at the same time, you have to jump through all these different hoops in order to do it. So that causes anxiety for people. It sure does. And, and I know you got to work through that. I know this is a travel show and ultimately we're going to get to the points of travel and the insights of it all. But everything you just described is the separation of our country is really kind of scary. Yeah. It really is. I yeah. mean, and as we look to try to come out of this and the changes we have to make, and if we are required to mask up and if we are required, the mandates come out, of course, I'm going to follow it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be happy. I'm not necessarily going to think it's right or whatever, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's just the way it is. But sure. everybody has an opinion, which is great. And a lot of people like to take their own direction, do their own thing and buck the system a little bit. I'm just very worried about the separation of this country. And yeah. I throw that back at you and say, hey, how do you feel about it? Yeah. We've done lots of shows and we haven't kind of delved into what might be considered political. Two times talking politics has not <laughs> no. got the rhythm or the flow. By the same token, we'll just get this off our chest and then we'll move on. Because <laughs> we do have some other cool travel stuff to talk about today. But it is, it's, we got to get together, man. Smile on your brother. We have to figure out a way to be more united and, and all be focused on the same objective in the short term. Yeah, we, everybody has their own freedom to do whatever they want. Everybody has their own opinions. Everybody operates from a different perspective. But if we keep going down the path that we're on, we're going to be dealing with this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. We got to put the fire out. Everybody's got to have a hose in their hand, <laughs> have a hose in their hand right. and put the fire out. And even if you don't want to carry the hose, you got to carry the hose. Right. Because if we don't, there's going to be all these ambers and all this stuff that's going to pop up all over the place. And we're going to continue to have to deal with that anxiety and how it affects us, how it affects our industry, industry, how it affects our kids. So we just got to figure out a way, put your mind to it, get focused, do what needs to be done to put this thing out. Because otherwise, we're going to be right back here six months from now having the same conversation about a different variant. That's we might as well up. just play the shows from a year ago. <laughs> exactly. If we're back in the same situation, we'll just start playing the, the podcast from last year. That would be the same story. Yeah. I don't know about you guys listening to this, but I absolutely 100% positively do not want to do that. And I'm willing to sacrifice and do whatever it takes for that not to happen. And I hope you feel the same way. Yeah. And I think we're both pretty mentally strong, stable yeah. people. And you there's people be. out there that aren't. And seriously, what right. you just said makes a lot of sense. A lot of people are not going to be able to do it again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It takes intestinal fortitude required to do this. Manage through this stuff on on an ongoing basis. Ingestional what? (laughs) Intestinal fortitude, you know, strength of character, strength of will, you know, the ability to get up. I didn't go to college, so quit showing (laughs) off, smart guy. (laughs) The ability to get up every morning, right? Put your big boy pants on or big girl pants on. That I understand. Yeah, and go fight the good fight, man. That's There you go. Isn't that a triumph song? It takes it takes some work. So anyways, that's our PSA on that. That's it. We're done with that political thing. But we do have on the good, the bad, and the ugly theme, we do have some things we're going to talk about there because there is, as it relates to travel and life in general, there's definitely a few things that fall into that category. On the good side, we can't forget this. We are the home of the NBA champion, World champion Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. You know what? How exciting was it? And I'm going on record. Everybody knows this. I'm a Cubs fan and a Bear fan. Right. I don't like the Packers. 
I do like the Brewers, right. but when it comes to the NBA, I was a Bulls fan because the Jordan era was very important sure. to me. But I was never a real big supporter of NBA during the season mm-hmm. because I was tired of all the mainstream guys getting all the attention and all the, like what their thoughts matter and things like that. But to have the secondary markets represent in the NBA playoffs that they did across the board, I jumped on board everybody. And I yeah. can't tell you how wonderful it feels for me to be able to be excited for a Wisconsin team to win something. <laughs> there you go. Well, and just the whole vibe of it. And the Deer District is now like this famous thing. And Bucks and Six also. And Bucks and Six and all these people came out to support the team. And in my lifetime, I was around for the first championship or the only championship back in 1971. And the fan support and the enthusiasm and the excitement of this far exceeded any memory I have of what occurred back then. <laughs> so yeah, so that's very cool. But also oh, you're not happy that Aaron Rodgers is back then? Yeah, see, that yeah. was going to be the ugly. Yeah, it was. It was. And by yeah. the way, I want to go on record as I saw the photo of him coming back. Yeah. 2009 called. They want their man butt back. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they yeah. do. He's kind of a funky dude. A good friend of mine pointed out, do you think that the t-shirt he was wearing was a jab at the front office? How it I didn't dysfunctional off Because he wore the t-shirt, the office, oh, the yeah. TV show, the office. Oh, yeah which is a dysfunctional it is, yeah. that's, management that's, company business right. representation. I'm like, here we go. It's like the Beatles walking across the street. Everybody's going to overanalyze what Aaron Rodgers is wearing, his hair. I mean, it's all going to be kind yeah. of a shot or an insult. The weird sunglasses. So, but I got to say, my friend had pointed out, I'm like, hmm, great observation on yeah. that T-shirt. I'm just sending those little subliminal messages to people. So, so that's a good thing. We didn't want to miss the opportunity to shout out to our Milwaukee Bucks and yeah, that's what it. they that accomplished. Fantastic. What a great, like a great team effort of just a bunch of guys that seem like they're really close. They're really hardworking. They really are pulling for each other. And we had a bunch of fan favorites that I don't even know were in the NBA before that, you know, guys on our team that, right. that really stepped up. So that's cool. It's a team team. And I yeah. think... I'm going to use this to transition to another situation that's going on right now in this time frame is comparing the Bucks to the Olympic team, the basketball team. Yes. Okay, you got the Bucks as a team that work together. The Olympic team is created of stars, celebrities. Right. Yeah, athletes. Obviously, they're all athletes, but they're not necessarily team players. They're all a bunch of individuals. And I think it showed when they ended up playing France. They ended up losing to France and won the first. I mean, how does that happen? Right. Yeah. They weren't ready for that one. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of an ugly thing. It happened. So we're staying on your theme of good, bad, and ugly is that is that can't happen. We right. got to do something. You got to regroup. That. Yeah. So I think they won last night by like Did 40, they? but oh. um, <laughs> so well, that's they, good because I didn't get the news on that's that. That's called one like a, that's a wake up call. So yeah. And then you got the Simone Biles pulling out, referencing just her mental health. And it's such a huge message that she gave out to so many people. And just think about a lot of young people that are going through sports that have all this pressure put on them. And a lot of them have it put on by their parents yep. or other people or even coaches. Yep. yep, for sure. And she's got nothing to prove to nobody. Yeah, and themselves. I mean, the same thing as we go through this, you know, the amount of pressure that people are operating under and for her to just step back and say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry, I can't do it. I respect that. That's her choice. And you know what? Everybody has their own tolerance, their own capabilities. And you have to do what you got to do. So sticking along the lines of our theme today, one of the other things that I really want to point out regarding travel, we're back to travel topics now, is this is a bad feature, okay? Passports. Yep. We got my last client email. We definitely got raised the red flag for people that if your passport's expiring in the next 12 months, 
you should start now. Yeah, send it in. Yeah, so there's an easy process for it. It's not difficult to do administratively with a paperwork and a updated passport photo. You know, what people often forget and where problems come up is that they get passports for their kids under 18 and forget that that passport. 16, only, no, isn't it 16? Is uh, it's five years? Five years, yeah. So kids under 16, the passport's only good for five years and they forget that. And so they end up with an expired passport that they thought was good for five more years when it was only good for five years total. So just keep that in mind, people. Yeah, as a travel agent, we're, like you said yeah. in your email, in the signature at the bottom of your email, and us, we're constantly telling people and reminding them. And a passport's one of those things that they're like, oh, I got to check that when I go home. Once they get home, they forget. Right. And the amount of expired, lost, that we get calls for two days before a trip, one day before a trip. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed. So, right. I mean, my God, please, please, please check your passports. And like Tom said, if it's expiring in the next year, get it in the mail now because the turnaround time is 18 weeks yep. and they're not taken expedited. I think the walk-in is emergency only. So you really, really, really need to be able to explain your emergency and prove it that you get turned around with a passport, but get it in there now because I'm hoping in another month or so when we get through the thick of all of this that number is going to come down. It's going to start speeding up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that definitely falls under the ugly. That was the bad. Oh, it was bad. Oh, we you haven't gotten to the, the ugly well, ugly. The next topic of ugly is, okay, now we're getting off a little bit of the travel again because there's just so much good, bad, and ugly everywhere. Yep. The last ugly thing, and it's just something I saw this morning, and it's just, it's wearing on me so much is the Capitol riots, the trials yep. that we're seeing and all the imagery coming up and a lot of stuff we didn't see. I mean, Ladies and gentlemen, that's just ugly. There will be nothing uglier in our rest of our show as we continue to go through good, bad, and ugly. What's going as this. on? So yeah. these are the times we're in. They're truly unique. Right. I agree. And if nothing else, as it relates to that, we have to get through that and find all the facts. And but all of these things combined that are weighing on people, whether it's COVID or this January 6th stuff or all this other things that are impacting us, it only reinforces the need to go on a vacation, right? Escape reality, pick a spot, go to a swim-up bar, get on a cruise (laughs) ship, drink some Don Julio, and just take the edge off and enjoy life. I mean, because, hey, man, life is short. We're only here for a short time. Yeah, We are purely passing through. And there's the people that are not comfortable traveling internationally, as we discussed, and some that don't have... Uh, valid passport. So another really good thing is in the last year, a lot of people have spent a lot of time in the States exploring, doing different types of vacations, ones that I don't necessarily sell. They'll yeah. take, oh, they'll yeah, drive up, right. They'll drive up North, get a cabin up North for a week or Mackinac Island. Those type of driving things we don't do. We don't do road trips. We don't do just local city hotel stays. But the cool thing about that is people are kind of reconnecting and they're seeing their country again, which I really appreciate, even though it doesn't benefit me and our yeah. company. I just love seeing that people are back out there right, right now. Yeah. And Absolutely. it is very cool. So yeah. So that leads us to the good side of things because there's lots and lots of really good developments. We've talked about them over the past few weeks as we continue to focus on how things are opening up. But there's lots of positive. We don't want to be doom and gloom. And we've kind of talked about some maybe non-travel issues today. But, you know, on the travel side of things, there's lots of great things happening. Here in Milwaukee, we have new airline flights starting. You and I both met yesterday with our representatives from uh, Sun Country Airlines. And, you know, they're adding flights. 
nonstop flights from Milwaukee. That's great. Gives us a lot more choices. Spirit Airlines has added Lyft out of Milwaukee. Yeah, Spirit Airlines is adding flights. And again, I know this show is global, but we're just talking regional now. But what's happening here in Milwaukee is, again, a secondary city. Is happening across the country and so in every city. And airlines like Spirit, airlines, like you said, Sun Country, Southwest, Delta, they're all bulking up their lift out of here, their schedules. And as (laughs) you and I continue to try to pull this conversation into the good aspect of it, there is still a little bit of a bad that we're dealing with right now with the airlines, Tom. It's the yin and the yang. We got a lot going on with that. Yeah, because the return to travel, the whole situation, when we talked about this on the last episode, as it related to patients, some of the airlines are having some problems getting the plane out of the gate on time. Right. Not for lack of trying. They really, I think they're trying to will yeah, these things out yeah. at a certain point. Yeah, that's a focus. I mean, I work for an airline and being on time and that plane leaving the gate, that's your job, right? Turning it around, getting bags on, bags off, people on, people off. That's what you got to do to get out of there. But So there's been some issues with that. We're kind of tracking that as we go. So as we look at on-time departures, as we look at flight cancellations, we always do our travel agent advocacy because when airlines cancel your flights, sometimes it happens on the day of departure because whatever might be mechanical issue, might be weather, who knows. But sometimes it gets canceled two weeks prior or three weeks prior. And all of a sudden you're working with what we call a reprotection that says, hey, the original flights that I bought are not going to fly. Now I have to go to plan B or plan C or plan D. And that's a place where your agent generally has to jump into action if the protections that you were provided aren't acceptable or don't meet your needs or whatever. So just be aware of that. Just one other facet of the good and the bad and the ugly we wanted to touch bases with you guys on today. Right. I guess one of the points I'd like to add to that is, do you remember the old days when you did work at the airlines and the old days when I used to issue airline tickets as the majority of my job as a travel agent? Do you remember the old Rule 240? I do, yeah. All right. So let's clarify. I don't even know if it's still called Rule 240, but here's what I'm calling it as, and I'll explain it, is if you change a flight with the airlines, they can charge you the change fee. They can charge you the difference in price. On most of the airfares, nowadays allow you to change for free. They just don't guarantee what the new fare would be. But in the old days, and right now, if the airlines cancels or changes your flight more than three hours and the departure or the return, you have the ability to have the airlines refund that money to you. So something, I guess, that's my biggest tip to everybody out there is if your flight gets canceled or you're inconvenienced by a major schedule change, know that you can get a refund from the airlines for that ticket if it's based on their change. If you change it, you're not. You're just always going to have a credit to use on the airlines moving forward. So rule 240, I don't know what it's called nowadays, right. but the rule 240, I'm bringing it back. I'm yep. bringing it back We're in bring 2021. Yeah. Because yeah, that's really important as we talk about how the airline operation stuff impacts your trip. And you just need to know that agents like us have that information easily accessible. And it's not fun when this happens because a lot of times there's not great options, but we always do our best to take care of our clients, making sure that it's the least hassle that they can possibly have. So yeah, so new airline stuff is great. Uh, We got some new resorts opening up and some things happening there. Our good friends at Charisma Resorts are opening the new Nickelodeon Riviera Maya. I was down there. I didn't get to see much of it because... Nickelodeon because of their kind of brand. uh, It's the best kept secret. They didn't want me to see anything that wasn't finished. 
So I got to see a room and I got to see... I guess it would be horrifying to see Squidward without his head on or something like that. So God I mean, forbid. but I have seen lots of hard hat tours over the years and seen lots of holes in the ground where the pool's going to be. <laughs> but they wanted to kind of keep it under wraps. I get that. So anyways, so Nickelodeon Riviera Maya, I mean, the place is number one. It's huge. And they have like this unbelievable water park that they're building. So that's a, a huge positive. I'm so excited for them. I think it opens, I think the countdown is maybe today is five days. Wow, till that's it opens. right. That's right. How exciting. But what a great place. And it's an awesome brand. Obviously, the kids are really, a lot of kids are tuned into those characters. And, and I don't even want to say it's part of a complex, but it's all in a general area of resorts that kind of build on each other and that can create really the perfect multi-generation destination. Right. More importantly, a destination wedding destination because to break it down a little bit on the north, so the Nickelodeon Riviera Maya is on the northern point in Riviera Maya, right? Complex. Complex, thank you. Right next to that is Generations, which is one of the more, I would say, classy, yeah, kind of an upscale, upscale family, family resort. resort. Multi-suite. Multi-suite. That's yeah. what I was trying to get to. Multi-suite family property. And that's right next door. And then next door to that, you have El Dorado Casitas, which is one of our all-time favorites, which is an yep. adults-only Casita suite property. So there's nothing higher than the second floor. Mm-hmm. You have four units in each building, and they're all around their own private pools. Yeah, we're going to be there in September. That's right. I hear they're renovating. They're doing yeah. some updates right now, which well, is great. I think great. we might be doing, we might have to do a two times live from the Casita pool. Right. And that is, and that's the upscale luxury. And next to that is the El Dorado Royale, which is the adults only largest, more, I don't want to say generic because there's nothing generic about it, but it's the main El Dorado resort. Yeah. So you have four very distinct properties all within walking distance of each other. And I know that you might be able to speak to it a little bit better than me, but accessible to each other, especially the Nickelodeon. You can buy the water park passes, I believe. You can. Non-guests can buy the park passes. And, and yeah, it's definitely accessible. The El Dorado casitas and generations are all easily within walking distance. And Nickelodeon is a little ways down the beach, but it's all there as a part of the same, that same general area. So we're excited about that. You got the properties that just opened in Punta Mita. You have the Dreams and the Secrets, oh, yes. Bahia Punta Mita that literally just opened last week. Yeah. And the pictures that I saw of those properties blew my mind. Yeah. I was absolutely amazed. And I am, that is one of the top resorts I need to get to is the Secrets Bahia Punta Mita. Yep, did I say awesome. that right? Bahia Punta Mita? Yeah. And so if, if you don't know, Punta Mita is a development that's north of Puerto Vallarta. So in Puerto Vallarta, you have the downtown area. Then north of that, you have Riviera Nayarit, where a lot of you may have been. If you've been out of Puerto Vallarta vacation, then keep going up and around Banderas Bay. And up there, you'll find the Punta Mita area. And there's those resorts. There's Marivolve Resort there. There's a Four Seasons. Iberostar. Star. Iberostar. Star. I've stayed at a couple of times. It's really cool. I like it. The beach up there in the water is very nice. How are the sunsets? Every night, the sunset That's is off the charts. I mean, it's the most beautiful sunset you're ever going to see. How long of a ride is it to the city? I would say it's probably about 45 minutes. Perfect. Close enough where you can spend a day because to me, the charm of that area is truly Puerto Vallarta, the oh, city. Oh, it's very, very Mexican, very Colonial, Vallarta. I love Like about 10, 15 minutes away is the surf town called Salulita. Yes, I have not been. It's just a really cool place to go spend the day. My daughter and I walked around in there and had some ice cream or gelato and did a little shopping watch people surfing. And it's just a cool experience that you can do. And the people there are so sweet, so nice and accommodating. So it gives you a good flavor of Mexico. 
those properties, the secrets and the dreams are AM Resort properties. And AM Resort's been really pretty busy opening up a lot of other ones. And I believe in Playa del Carmen, they're opening up the Mache. Yep. Mache is their mm-hmm. city version of the resort. It's kind of a little bit more upscale. What should I say? Not a big complex, not, it's for the person who wants a different experience at the resort. You know what? They may spend 50% of their time at that resort, the other 50% out adventuring around and whatnot. So, but man, that looks so cool. You got to check it out. And I think it's like M-A-X-C-H or something, C-E or something. Oh, yes. Yeah, Um, M-A-X-C-H-E or something like that. And I guess what we're saying here, and our friends at Playa, Playa Resorts has got a lot happening in Riv Maya. They are taking over. They got the new Hyatt, Salar Riviera Maya that they're getting ready to open and there's just countless other hotels out there. So there's, with all the stuff that's going on in the industry right now, the people that really kind of fulfill and are at the other end of your vacation experience, and I'm saying this to the listeners, not your, they're moving forward, full steam ahead. Exactly. Big investments, like creating these awesome experiences because yeah, we're going to get there. Going back to how we started this, we get a stumble, a fall or whatever here and there, but eventually we're going to get there. And all these resorts are ready to welcome guests. And the experience once you get there is off the charts. So let's definitely put that in the good column. And we want you all to know that as all the rest of this stuff continues to swirl around, as you said, Tom, things are moving forward. And I did have my first clients come back from Greece two weeks ago. And I just kind of had a conversation with them on how everything went and how they were received. I have clients right now in Greece that I can't wait till they get back because they're doing a couple different islands, uh, smaller secluded islands. But the response from the people that have traveled overseas has been very positive. I mean, my clients, it was hysterical because I'm like, how did they greet you? They might be comfortable that, hey, tourists are gone. We like the peace and quiet here. And they said they could not have been any more welcoming or accommodating multiple times in different places. They threw their arms up and they said, the Americans are back or tourists are back. And we hear so many people bash. They are just so excited to have people come back in their country and spend money. I get it. We're spending money there. But it's that exchange of cultures and different exchange of emotions and people and finding out that, you know what? We're all very similar. By not being able to travel, we forget that. And I would say that the majority of ignorance in this country are people that have never traveled. They've never been past their county lines or their grandma's house. So when you're inhibiting us from being able to travel, we're really kind of limiting our scope of appreciation and understanding. And we cannot have that. I don't mean to bring it back to the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's okay. We cannot yeah. have it, man. I was thrilled to death about them having such a good response in Greece. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we've talked about that in past episodes because travel really does expand your horizons. It introduces you to new people. It allows you to see other cultures. It takes you to places that maybe in your small town or maybe in the place where you live, you never even knew existed. And we need more of that. And I think it does really help you grow and see the world in a much different way. So I I think that is awesome. Another thing is Hawaii. I'm excited about that. I have clients currently right now that are on the big island. And we talked about in the last show how they had recently changed some of the travel protocol requirements there. So, So Hawaii is doing well. And I hope that my clients are there just loving life right now and enjoying the big island. And so that's a definite positive. Where before, a year ago or six months ago on the show, Hawaii was basically kind of in shutdown mode or very in a very restricted travel mode. So I think... And having been there in May, the end of May, I said on the previous show that 
the inconvenience I went through of downloading my, on the Travel Hawaii website that you need to download your negative COVID report, all the different paperwork, your itinerary answer questionnaire, then you get this QR code. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety behind it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, even me, who dictates to people, not dictates, but tells people every day, this is what you need, this is what you need. Going through the experience itself, it, it did. It made me a little anxious. Obviously, it was worth every bit of that anxiousness Uh, and inconvenience. And I have clients going to Hawaii in two weeks. We met with them last night. And what I thought was interesting is now there's new forms of documentation that you can upload and download to the Visit Hawaii or the Hawaii Travel website, Clear, which is the company that allows you to go through customs and travel, your registered traveler, for lack of a better reason. They have a program that you can complete that will allow you to get there. And then also there's a travel exemption. So there's three different ways to be able to get in and out of country, three different ways for you to upload and download your vaccination card or negative tests. So it's getting a little bit easier, but when they start introducing things, it sounds like it's getting more complicated. So right. again, we go back to the pitch that Tom said a little bit earlier, you know, this is why I use a travel agent. My agent yesterday was reading up, studying up, making phone calls, learning everything they could possibly learn about the proper ways to be able to get in and out of Hawaii. So we're staying on the cutting edge of news there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then just the other good, you did mention it. We talked about the Europe destinations beginning to open up and you had some clients that just returned from Greece. So we'll continue to kind of watch that. And then the cruise lines, the cruise lines are sailing, right? And so far, so good. So far, exactly. pretty smooth. I mean, like we talked about, with all the protocols required, we really much expect that to be a safe experience for everyone. So so on the good side, the ships are sailing, people are getting on board cruise ships, and so far, it seems to be going pretty well. Yeah. We have not seen any real bad whiplash. And again, if there was even the slightest, the media is going to take it and go mm-hmm. with it. We would know. We right. would absolutely know. Yeah. Carnival. Right. I think the Carnival Breeze went out of Galveston, Texas last week. Might have been one of their earlier ones out of Texas last week. And the Jade left, I believe, Greece. The Norwegian Cruise Line left Greece this week. So same thing. We got the ships are out there. Disney just announced, I believe, August, mid-August. They're getting ready to sail their first ship. So it is. It's great to see ships out there. And the diehard cruisers, you're in line. They're waiting to get on the damn boat, man. That is for sure. Let's go. Exactly. So yeah, so those are a few of the things that kind of fall into the good category. There is under the show format, good, the bad, and the ugly. There's probably a few more bad things that you need to be aware of, you need to be concerned about. We've talked about like the experience in destination, you know, the requirements for wearing masks. You know, if you're going to Mexico or if you're going to Las Vegas or wherever it might be, we just want to stay on top of how the mask requirements are being handled, how the COVID testing requirements are being handled in the resorts. For a long time in Mexico and the Caribbean, pretty much every resort was offering free COVID testing, complimentary, the antigen version. But now some of those policies are changing and some of them are either charging a small amount, let's say $35, or some of them are only providing a complimentary for a five-night stay or more. So just be in tune with that and your agent will most certainly help you with that. But in the big scheme of things, not earth-shattering changes. Same with the masking policies in Mexico. They have been maintaining pretty much the same masking protocol where if you walk into a restaurant, they want you to have a mask until you're seated. If you are in the lobby around other people, they want you to have a mask on. But generally throughout the rest of your stay, the pool, the beach, at the bar, the masks are not required. So we're just keeping our eye on that as as things evolve. But overall, that's just one of those things that we're a bit resigned 
to have to live with (laughs) for a little while longer, but we've been there, done that. And to me, it doesn't bother me that much because when I wake up in the morning and I open my sliding door and I look out and I see the ocean and the sun rising and the water crashing on the beach and the sound of it and the smell of it, you know what? Nothing better than being able to pull your mask down <laughs> below your nose and take a couple big saltwater right. breaths exactly. of the ocean right it's there. It's a small price to pay, right? It is a so. very small price to pay. Speaking of the ocean, I know as you start year two, we're out of the shoot. We're very yes. excited. We've got some, our next few episodes. What are we going to talk a little bit about? Let's tell people how, how grown up and mature we are. Yeah. So we mentioned on the anniversary episode that, you know, we have some big ideas. We have really, you know, we want to take things up a notch. We want to bring you guys really some really great content, some really great shows that you can really enjoy. You can share with your friends, whatever. So we are, in a, as we look at the next upcoming episodes, we're going on an island vibe. Right. Cue the steel drums. Yes, yes. <laughs> Cue the Bob Marley because, yeah, we really want to talk about the island vibes because as we look at some of our past shows, as we look at the types of things that people are interested in, there's so much happening in the Caribbean. And the feedback from our listeners has kind of directed us to that as well. They want to know a little bit more about the We've talked plenty yeah. about Mexico. Right. But the feedback we're getting from listeners is that yeah. they want us to talk, you know, bring us to somewhere different. Not quite yeah, talking about Mexico, but so the island vibe. Island vibe is, I think, a, so in the next couple of episodes, at least, we're going to bring you some great guests that really bring the flavor. We're trying to find guests that have the thickest accents the best, from yeah, each of the islands the we Caribbean can find. The best accent you can find, yeah. So, and just what's cool about some of these places, I mean... What are some of the great experiences or tours or food or whatever it might be? So we're really getting that teed up. We're working on that for you guys. And then we're also working on some other things behind the scenes to hopefully make the show better so that it's a great experience for all of our listeners. Right. And we, again, we appreciate the feedback we've gotten from listeners. We keep asking you to keep sending it in. Tell us what you want to hear, what you want to know. We pull back the curtain on the travel industry. I make it sound a little bit more dramatic than obviously listening to the show is, but give us a topic. We're not afraid to touch any topic. There's good, there's bad, there's ugly in this travel industry. Right. And if you're asking us questions on the ugly, we're going to be honest with you. We're not going to sugarcoat it. And it goes back to no major hotel, airline, tour operator sponsoring us right now. So we're not beholden to anybody. Exactly. I think we proved that in today's show and some people may or may not like it, but there's a lot happening in the world. And from time to time, we want to touch on it. It bothers me. It bothers you. It impacts us. And we don't want to get into a lot of things outside of travel or politics or what's happening in our country as, as a rule. But hey, but at the same time, we just really want you to know who we are. Yeah, we're people. We're part of the ecosystem. And we want to talk about things and kind of share our thoughts on those, like them or not like them. Right. We'd like to be part of the solution. Yep. And we want to be part of the solution also and help you to be maybe a little bit more informed and maybe address some of the fears or anxieties or concerns that you have, because you can see that, hey, you know what? These guys do this for a living. They live and breathe travel every day. So if it's on their mind and it's on my mind, you know, we're both on the same page and we can relate, right? What do you think of that? What do you think of today's show? Yeah, I think we just want to introduce kind of where we're going with it, set a foundation, kind of set the context for how we're going to move forward. And and like Tom said, if you have... If there's things that you want to talk about or things that you want us to address or a guest that you really want to hear about, let us know. We'll reach out. We have really awesome contacts and really can get people from all over the world to come to Two Toms and share their perspectives with you. So so watch for that. And then otherwise, just know that we're here. I know on my side at Sensational Beach Vacations, we're still super busy. We're booking 
travel and taking care of people's travel planning arrangements. Now, I'm not going to say 24-7, but... Pretty darn close. I know. I was at my desk till like 7.30 last night. Yeah. And I get calls in the middle of the night or late right. night with delays, cancellations as well. Right. You know, it's as you say that and you're busy, we're busy. It's great to know. I just want to remind everybody as well is that patience. You see that sign everywhere. There's businesses that are having a tough time getting enough employees, enough people to work. And they're like, hey, you know what? Be patient with our servers. Be patient with the food or the service or what's going on. The travel industry, I'm blessed because my team is predominantly all back and we're trying to ramp up because the demand is so high. But again, when you're calling and we, be patient, listen, we're going to get you. And not only be patient with your travel agent, be patient with your Uber driver, be patient with the hotel, the bar, the restaurants, the airplane, the airport. We are an un, and I'm, I haven't used this in a long flight time. Flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, flight attendant. <laughs> flight attendant. Yeah. Exactly. Right. We are in unprecedented times. And I haven't used that word in a long time. And we are there again. So again, patience is very, very important. And I guess my thought of the day as we kind of wrap this thing up, as we talked a lot about travel, we talked a lot about vaccinations and opening and things like that. You as a traveler, you need to be comfortable with whatever you decide. Don't let anybody, a travel agent or an online or a commercial or whatever, don't let anybody force you into making a decision you don't want to make. One of our biggest customer service issues right now is people that have booked trips that were not 100% in and after it's all booked, then it, they're looking for ways out. You need to be comfortable with the decisions you make. Consult a professional, travel agent, somebody that you can hold accountable. But don't let them talk you into anything. Be comfortable. Be smart. And I guess my biggest thing is just be well. Yep. And as I sign everything out, be good. Yep, absolutely. So thank you all very much. We're so glad that you took the time to listen to the Two Toms Talk and Travel podcast. This is Tom Brousseau from Sensational Beach Vacations saying thank you so much and goodbye. And this is Tom Carnes from Lamakia Travel saying what I always say, be good. See you next time. <laughs>